Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Sasain Vesimcha Sasain Vesimcha Sasain Vesimcha Sasain Vesimcha
everybody come along to the ride. Hey, are you really gonna stay inside? Yeah, put your hands in the air. Yeah, we're going somewhere.
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know why I'm that. I don't know why I'm so happy. Uh, but uh, I guess maybe Yerachmiel begun the Miami Boys Choir put me in a good mood uh, this morning with those two selections. Tuesday morning on this December the 25th. Lots of people with the day off. We are here. Uh, a lot of Jewish institutions are open today. I hope you have a, a good day no matter where you are. If you're at work, I hope you have a great day. If you're not at work, I hope you have a good time uh, uh, touring and uh, enjoying if you're in school today, enjoy the uh, ride to school with us here at JM in the AM and enjoy a great school day. Most of these schools in our area are open today. Most, not all, but most. Uh, let's see, where are we? We are at uh, Yerachmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir with Mugain and with Mazel Tov. Shlaimi Gertner at Hands in the Air. Machabracha, the Bishmuli Unger, Yehuda Green, the Mashiach, Asher Baro from Shalshelas, and of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday, December the 25th, the 17th of Teves. Good morning with 34 degrees outside, 66% humidity. Winds are west at 7 miles an hour, mostly sunny. High temperature of 43. Then tonight, partly cloudy, although 31. Tomorrow, sunshine for Wednesday, a high temperature, 44 degrees. 61 in Yerushalayim. We're at 34 here in New York on a Tuesday <clears throat> as we continue at JM in the AM. <clears throat> there we go. Uh, Rabbi Mark Schneier is going to join us. Those of you who are curious, as I am, about the uh, 2022 World Cup in Qatar, he'll have a statement about it. Yeah, I'm no joke. Uh, he has, as many of you know, traveled many, many times to the Middle East, has very interesting relations with certain countries and leaders of certain countries. He will join us coming up here at JMDM. Naomi Nachman is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk about the big kosher.com baking contest. And Avrami is going to take over. Uh, somewhere between, I guess, 8.15, 8.20 in that area. Uh, I'm going to be heading up to Manhattan Day School for Father's-Son program that they're having up there. Big regards to everybody up at Manhattan Day School. Looking forward to seeing the 8th graders, especially one in particular, and uh, and the checking out MDS later on this morning. So that's what's happening. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for being on the other side of this amazing radio broadcast. Plenty happening on a Tuesday it's JM in the AM with me, Nahum Siegel. Don't forget, you can comment on the NSN app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Listener Maishi says, good morning. I really enjoy your morning show. Thank you. Nisanel says, play Sisters and Brothers by Yaakov Horowitz. I need help with that one. Anybody know where that is? And Jeremy says, good morning from Manchester, UK. Wow. Wishing uh, Manny <coughs> wishing Manny and Cindy Glott a mazel tov on Libby's wedding to Shana Safier. Later today, so Mazal Tov to the uh, Galat 
and safe your families from all of us here at JM and the AM. And a big hello to Manchester. Spread the word in Manchester that we are available every single day with amazing live programming here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And don't forget, everybody out there, it's almost the end of 2018. If you have not yet supported us during our 2018 campaign, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. More coming up. It's J- There we go. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
was carried on a song. Whoa, I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a million around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Oh, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Please, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? JM in the AM, what a classic, huh? Minion Man, a cappella version here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard the Benny Freeman and Misha Mamin. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, Sandy Shmueli had Misha Usa off of the Anishar album. That's a good one. Um, Eighth Day had Mazel Tov. Ellie Marcus had Mazel Tov. Matzliach done by Avramo, Avram Free to open up that set here at JM. And we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Galitza will be in the background momentarily on this Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. A lot of people with the day off on this December the 25th. I'm glad you're with us, whether you're off or not today. 17th of Teves with 34 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high temperature of 43. Reminder, we are at the, uh, we are at the end of 2018. One week to go if you have not yet donated and been part of our 2018 fundraiser to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. We ask you to do so. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and they give us a... Um, Give us a shot. Give us a little boost. Give us an injection of uh, financial security so we can continue to go into 2019 and present this show and our amazing network on a daily basis. Yeshiva League Sports Update is less than 20 minutes away. We'll do that for you coming up. Again, it's less than 20 minutes away. Our Yeshiva League Sports Update. Plus, as I said, Mark Schneier is going to join us in the Middle East. And uh, Naomi Nachman scheduled to uh, check in as well with a big contest announcement. And I am here till the 8.15-ish area. At that point, Avrami's going to take over because I'm going to be heading up to Manhattan Day School. They have the father-son program today. And I'll be participating with an amazing eighth grader uh, up at Manhattan Day School later on this morning. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galit Sal in the background. There are news from Israel coming up. And as I said, plenty more on this Tuesday. Rumor has it, by the way, that Ellie Gerstner is going to be in studio tomorrow. Details about the January 6th Hass concert. I guess whatever he's willing to share, we'll be able to uh, to get out there tomorrow. Whatever he's willing to share. <laughs> That's always the issue. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jamin. גלי צהל מירושלים, השעה שתיים. כנוע מבירה ממה שקורה עכשיו. בחירות 2019, שר הביטחון והרמטכ"ל לשעבר משה בוגי יעלון הודיע כי יקים מפלגה חדשה ויעמוד בראשה. הבטחתי ואני מקיים כוח פוליטי בהנהגתי בבחירות הקרובות החשובות כל כך לעתיד מדינת ישראל. ברשימה אותה אציג בפניכם בקרוב מאוד תמצאו את ארץ ישראל הטובה, הערכית ומקיאת הכפיים. זו תהיה מפלגה בלי קונצים, נשים וגברים עתירי ניסיון ועשייה שתוכלו לסמוך עליהם ולתת בנו אמון. 
וראש הממשלה לשעבר אהוד ברק אומר לרינו צרור, רק איחוד בגוש המרכז-שמאל יכול להביא להדחתו של נתניהו. ברגע שהתלכדו הכוחות של המחנה הציוני, של גנץ ביחד, ואני לא מתייחס למי מוביל, כל אחד מהם יכול להוביל. גנץ יכול להוביל, אבי גבר יכול להוביל, ציפי לבני יכולה להוביל, בוגי יכול להוביל, אני בכוונה לא מזכיר את עצמי. נתניהו ייבחר עוד פעם במצוקתו של אדם שחשוד בשלוש פרשיות שוחד, מרמה, הפרת אמונים. הוא יעביר חוק צרפתי, הוא יעביר פסקת התגברות מרחיבה. ובתוך כך כתבנו הפוליטי מיכאל האוזר טוב מוסר כי יושב ראש ועדת הכנסת מיקי זוהר מהליכוד מעכב לפי שעה את הליך העברת החוק לפיזורה של הכנסת ומתנה זאת באישור חוק הפורנו השנוי במחלוקת אותו הוא מקדם. הוגש כתב אישום נגד יושב ראש לשכת עורכי הדין אפי נווה כתבתנו מוריה אסף. נווה מואשם בגין יציאה וכניסה מישראל שלא כחוק בצוותא לאחר שבחודש ספטמבר העביר את בת זוגו במעברי הגבול ללא החתמת דרכון. המשמעות, אפי נווה, שחבר בוועדה לבחירת שופטים, ייאלץ ככל הנראה להודיע על התפטרותו. מטעמו נמסר בתגובה, קיבלנו את ההודעה בפליאה. ההליך עובר להתנהל בזירת בית המשפט. התייצבות במסחר בבורסה, מדדים תל אביב 35 ו-125 עולים כעת בעשירית האחוז. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי מזכיר כי הבוקר נפתח המסחר בירידות שערים חדות בצל המפולת שנמשכה אמש בוול סטריט בניו יורק ואי הוודאות בשל פיזור הכנסת. נסיגת הצבא האמריקני מסוריה, נשיא רוסיה פוטין, מחריש את דברי עמיתו הטורקי ארדואן, שהודיע שהשניים ייפגשו לדון בשאלת סוריה. כתבת חדשות החוץ, יערה אגמי חורי. הנשיא פוטין לא ייפגש בקרוב עם נשיא טורקיה ארדואן, כך מסר היום דובר הקרמלין. ההודעה מגיעה שעות בודדות אחרי שארדואן טען שהוא צפוי להיפגש עם פוטין בנושא יציאת ארצות הברית מסוריה. אנקרה ומוסקבה מפעילות כוחות צבאיים בסוריה, ואתמול ארדואן הביע רצון להגביר את שיתוף הפעולה עם פוטין ביום שאחרי נסיגת הצבא האמריקני. יותר מ-40 אלף פריטים ארכיאולוגיים נדירים שניצלו מידי שודדי עתיקות ייחשפו לראשונה לציבור במוזיאון ארצות המקרא בירושלים. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו. מיום ראשון הקרוב יוצגו אלפי הפריטים הארכיאולוגיים שנשדדו משנת 1968 ועד היום. בין העתיקות שנתפסו ויוצגו במוזיאון כלי אבן וחרס עתיקים, מטבעות וקערות. מרביתן נמצאו באזור יהודה ושומרון ומקור חלקן בארצות שכנות, וכעת הן מובאות לעיני הציבור לאחר עבודת שימור מאומצת. התחזית נאה, החורף חוזר אלינו מחר בערב. ולסיום, כמה שעות ישנים הישראלים בכל לילה? וכמה מאיתנו מתקשים להירדם, כתבתנו עמית חדד. כרבע מהישראלים ישנים שמונה שעות ויותר בלילה, ושבעה עשר אחוז ישנים רק עד חמש שעות ביממה. כך עולה מנתוני הסקר החברתי של הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה לשנת 2017, שפורסם היום. עוד עולה מהנתונים כי 26 אחוז מתקשים להירדם או לישון בקביעות, כאשר אחוז המתקשים לישון עולה עם הגיל. 54 אחוז מבני ה-20 ומעלה חשים עייפות כלשהי במהלך היום, ו-28 אחוז חשים שהעייפות פוגעת בתפקודם, ורק 7 אחוזים מהישראלים נוטלים תרופות שינה במרשם רופא. שמונה שעות הלוואי. אלה החדשות שעורך דן דובין.
J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Liner off of Project Relax Israeli edition. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, nice medley. Really nice medley. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Yaakov Shweki Harayat off of the Muzika album. 34 degrees, mostly sunny, high of 43. It's Tuesday morning on this 25th of December to 17th of Tevez. If you have the day off, enjoy it. No matter where you are this week, make sure to take us with you. 
At the touch of a button, you have 24 hours of amazing programming at the Nahum Siegel Network. Simple as that. Make sure to install the NSN app. Utilize our telephone line if you wish, which I see a lot of people are utilizing this morning. Can't blame them. A lot of people who are not comfortable with the app, they've got a phone line they can call and participate in that way. And uh, obviously the website, NahumSiegel.com. And if you know people out there who would like to uh, help support us as we go into uh, 2019 and do the final week of our 2018 campaign, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. It is time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. That's right, Yeshiva League Sports Update. Of course, Elliot Weiselberg always prepares uh, an amazing and incredible sports update Tuesdays at this time. Just to review what's happening in the Yeshiva League, and I thank him. Yeshiva League Sports Update time, Elliot Weiselberg at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. We have officially reached the last sports update of the 2018 calendar year, but the action rolls forward toward the only point on any calendar that matters, the MYHSAL postseason. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, Boys JV Hockey sees two cross-divisional games setting teams on opposite paths. Crazy results in boys JV basketball and boys varsity basketball have entire divisions reshuffling, and how Hank Varsity Girls basketball may be hitting their stride at exactly the right time. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We'll start out in JV hockey where two big interdivisional games happen Saturday night that may shape the fate of all four teams involved as the season winds down. Central Avenue saw Rambam host Frisch and TABC travel to Hafter with all needing wins. Rambam and Frisch saw the game go down to the wire with the Ravens eking out a 4-3 victory. The Frisch loss puts them at 2-4-1, and with DRS and TABC still on the calendar and Ramaz ahead of them with an easier schedule, the playoffs seem to be slipping away. Over at Hafter, the visiting Storm put a 3-1 stamp on their trip, keeping their road to the West Division crown alive, leading up to a late January showdown with now 8-0 Kushner. For Rambam and Hafter, both teams are now tied with each other and Flatbush. Both Rambam and Flatbush have one win YDE still to go this season, but for Hafter, only one game remains, DRS. And a loss without a slip-up by Flatbush or Rambam would mean curtains for the Hafter season. Over in JV Basketball, a crazy Saturday night saw two high seeds taking hits at bad moments. In the East, 5-2 Hafter knocked off previously undefeated Mag and David in a 40-29 romp, putting the Warriors in a precarious position where another loss would not only knock them from a division title, but could even cost them a first-round bye. Out West, a battle of two one-loss teams took place with the MTA Lions continuing their impressive season with a 44-33 win over the TABC Storm. The loss drops TABC out of a first-place tie into fourth place, but it also now gives the SAR Sting a little more peace of mind. The Sting wrapped up a 9-1 season and now avoid a messy possibility of a three-way tie in first that could knock them down out of a bye. Instead, they now know that only one team can finish tied with them, thus ensuring a bye, with Frisch and MTA certain to hand out a second loss to one or the other in their matchup in two weeks. The varsity boys basketball scene is just as crazy. The East now sees five teams with six wins at the top of the division after a wild week that saw Hafter knock off SAR 54-47 and Flatbush upend DRS 52-40. The SAR loss was part of an epidemic out West where the top teams couldn't buy a win. Heschel, SAR, and TABC all came into the week with two losses and each left with three. 
Heschel fell to formerly three-win JEC 54-50, and TABC lost a 56-52 stunner to formerly two-win MTA. The losses now put all teams at 7-3, throwing a lifeline to Frisch, who rose to 6-3 after handing DRS their fourth loss 54-45. Frisch can draw even at 7-3 when they face 3-5 Hillel this Thursday night in Deal. But given how the rest of the top teams have fared against a lower tier in the division, nothing is a given in this wacky season. Finally, Varsity Girls Basketball is seeing a virtual runaway out west where SAR is 9-0 and needs one win to wrap up the Western Division crown. But out east, a hot streak is throwing a monkey wrench into the works. The Hang Hurricanes, 3-3 entering the month of December after an 11-point loss to Maya Note and a 46-27 thrashing by Ramaz, have ticked off three straight wins capped off by a 40-29 revenge drubbing of Ramaz. The win puts Hank at 6-3 and, and keeps them in the running for a first-round home game. The Hurricanes have half through this Thursday, but with a win, will set the stage for a showdown with Central, also 6-3, and three, next Thursday for the privilege to host a postseason contest. And that was your Tuesday morning Jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Hey.
J.M. and the A.M., great tune from Yoni Z. Yeah, we played a lot. Really like that song. Really like that song. Here at J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for tuning in. It's a Tuesday. Lots of people with time off today, this week, etc. No matter where you are today and this week, make sure to be tuned into the Nachum Single Network all week long, of course. Support us by going to fjbunity.org. fjbunity.org. It is, after all, the final week of the year, so we hope you would support us. Uh, Rabbi Goldwasser has the morning off. Interesting. Okay. Rabbi Goldwasser with the morning off. So we'll continue with more music and plenty more happening here at JM&AM, including um, Rabbi Mark Schneier is going to join us. He's in the Middle East, and he's got some interesting information. He'll be joining us coming up to keep it right here at JM&AM. All right, and we'll get to that selection by Shim Kramer at some at some point in the next few minutes. And I apologize, I was mistaken. And in fact, Rabbi Goldwasser is not uh, taking off today. He has words of Torah to uh, share with us, and we'll do that now at JM in the AM. This time each and every Monday through Thursday. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, Rabbi David Goldwasser. <coughs> His words that Kanishmas are of Zebnevis of Alevi and. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the future, that Hashem will bring the evil inclination and will slaughter him in front of the tzaddikim and in front of the evil. Tzadikim nid melohem kahar gavoa. The tzadikim will view the Yetzahara as a tall and mighty mountain. Rishoyim and the evil nid melohem kichuta saira. It will appear as small as a hair's breadth. Halolu bochin, balolu bochin. And both will cry. The Emma of Hashem asked the question, How can it be? They're both looking at the same thing. They're both looking at the Yetzahara. How could they see it in two different ways? And why do they both cry? We learn that the Russia, the evil one, is only given the Sionos, challenges that are very easy. That Hashem does not come in a way that is too burdensome for anybody. So how can it be? The answer is, that, for instance, if the elderly mother of the Russia asked to be helped across the street, it was only a chuta saira, it was only a very small amount of effort that the Russia would have to expend on behalf of his mother to do the mitzvah. However, it looked like a hargavoa. To him, it looked like something as big as a mountain. He thought to himself, if I'm going to help her cross the street, She'll ask me to do something else. People will see me. Then they'll think that I did tshuva, and I don't want them to think that. So finally he says, Mom, I would love to help you, but I'm sorry I can't. However, in the next world, when he will see the Yetzirah in the truest form, he'll realize it was only a chutasaira. He had small and easy tests that he could have easily passed, and therefore he will cry. The tzaddik, on the other hand, 
exercises his strong emuna throughout his life. Every nisayun, every challenge that comes his way, makes him stronger. He develops his spiritual muscles, and he's able to overcome every nisayun. Until the great nisyonos, the huge challenges, appear to him as a chuta saira, as just a hair's breadth. Lo'asid lavoi, in the future, however, when he will see that in truth, Hashem gave him huge nisyonos, nisyonos in life, challenges that were indeed very difficult, he will sit down and he will cry when he realizes the difficulties he has overcome and what he has truly accomplished during his lifetime. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM on this Tuesday morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. Those of you who have the day off today, I thank you for being on the other end of our presentation. Keep it at the Nachum Single Network all day long. And those of you, of course, who have a regular day today, as many of, many of our listeners do, uh, thanks and welcome to a Tuesday. Thanks for spending with us here at JM in the AM. Well, Rabbi Mark Schneier, our good friend, is of course a very well-known American rabbi who founded the Foundation for Jewish-Muslim Interfaith Understanding, and for the last 15 years he's been a frequent guest in the palaces of Saudi Arabia, Oman, Bahrain, Qatar, and the UAE. Uh, he is um, the rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue in New York, and for us in uh, in this office and this studio it is an honor to say that he is a great friend of the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi Mark Schneier, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hello from Tel Aviv, my friend. So that's where you are. You are in Tel Aviv, and I assume that you've, yes. alre- you've already spent some time on this journey in other cities in the Middle East. Am I right? In the Gulf, correct. Amazing. Uh, it's incredible how you do that, and we'll talk about that coming up. You know, the, the, the headline from your most recent activities... Uh, in the Middle East, in the Gulf, and the Gulf region, uh, is the, believe it or not, the 2022 World Cup. And before I turn things over to you, Rabbi Schneier, I just want to tell you, and you're not going to, you're not going to find this shocking at all. Um, just, a, just a little while ago, when the World Cup final was taking place in Moscow, friends of mine from Israel said they were making the journey specifically to that contest because they know in 2022 they will not be able to attend the contest in Qatar, being Israelis, being Jewish, etc., etc. Interestingly enough, just a few months later, you could give us a little bit of a different update and attitude from Qatar. Am I right? I have a big surprise for you, friends. <laughs> they can come. Explain how all this happened. Well, I've enjoyed, you know, a uh, deep connectivity uh, with the uh, royal family and others in, in uh, Qatar, and specifically with Hassan Al-Fawadi, the Secretary General of the uh, 2022 World Cup in Doha. And over the last several months, um, we first met in New York, spoke in Doha, subsequent conversations about the Qataris wanting to uh, implement different ideas and initiatives uh, to welcome, to accommodate the many Jewish and Israeli visitors you know, that they are anticipating uh, coming to the World Cup. Now, it's not only the conversation that Hassan had with me that was a very 
uh, significant interview that he had with the New York Times in September 2017 when he was asked point blank, will Israelis be welcome uh, to the World Cup in Doha? And uh, without hesitation, uh, he said everyone is uh, welcome in Doha. Right. So I think it shows a remarkable and high sensitivity on the part of the Qataris um, to the needs of the world Jewish community. Uh, Needless to say, one of the first issues we've uh, been speaking about um, has been the uh, providing or being able to have, you know, kosher food uh, after games. It's so funny, you know, after the article appeared, it was on the cover, the back cover of Yudio Achronot here in Israel yesterday. Uh, You should see how many texts I've got, even from kosher restaurateurs, (laughs) from kosher entrepreneurs, uh, caterers around the world. You know, maybe, you know, you could help facilitate the introduction you know, I walk down the streets in Tel Aviv, Rabbi, you know, where can we get tickets? <laughs> can you get us tickets? Re- remember, the World Cup for Israelis yep. is on a much, you know, oh, yeah. higher uh, Ameri- demand than uh, uh, for American Jews. Yeah, Americans like yeah. us can't even, can't even understand it. You'd have to take the Super Bowl and multiply it by 100. Exactly. Not only can we understand it, we even call their sport soccer. Right. So <laughs> we're not even out of the gate when it comes to appreciating what the World Cup is. Speaking- it's a very, it's a big, big, look, look, it's a wonderful story. And, and it also reminds me, Nachum, that 20 years ago, uh, when, in 1998, when I was the president of the New York Board of Rabbis, so I think one of my you know, more significant contributions to Jewish life in the city was when then public advocate Mark Green called me and said, why don't you and I bring kosher food to Yankee and Shea stadiums? Right. I was the one who brought you know, the kosher concessions uh, to both Yankee and Shea. Now, I can tell you 20 years later, with all of my activity in Muslim Jewish work, did I ever think domestically, that I would actually put forth an initiative of kosher food that would not only be a benefit to the New York Jewish community, but to the uh, New York Muslim community as well. Because right. as we know, kosher is halal. Right. So, you know, there, there is a real commonality here. It's a way of bringing you know, Islam and, and Judaism closer and Qatar and Israel closer. And, and it, it's just a very... Very wonderful and beautiful story and uh, piece of news to share. This Yankee Stadium and City Field accomplishment is going to look like nothing once you have kosher food stands in Qatar. I can tell you that much, right? No, no pun intended, but this time Schneider hit it out of the park. <laughs> hit it out of the park. Hey, we, we got to make that into a soccer reference, Rabbi. Come on. <laughs> Rabbi All Mark. right. And then so you can soar higher with Schneier. I mean, there's so many you know, wonderful phrases I come up with. You're, you're certainly scoring yeah. goals, that's for sure. Right? Mark Schneier is with us from Tel Aviv talking about the 2022 World Cup, just one of the benefits to the relationship that he has established with uh, leaders in the in the Gulf countries. Uh, do a little bit before we do the big picture, which I will in a moment. Uh, I mean, just you know, the leaders of the the countries you mentioned, uh, Hassan Al Tawadi, uh, who's Secretary General and responsible really for the FIFA World Cup for 2022 in terms of the Qataris, and obviously there are 
um, you know, leaders of the of, of Qatar that you've met with. I mean, it's not just a kosher food availability at the game and in other areas you know, and, and during other times of Israelis and Jewish visitors, you know, being in Qatar. I mean, I'm sure they're quite concerned about security, which they likely are in general with hosting a World Cup. And, and one would think just, you know, the possibility of people trying to, you know, add conflict and political conflict to all of this if the Israelis, if the Jews are are seen to be welcome, you know, could be a problem. Are, are they ready for all the, the backlash that could occur with these decisions they're making? On my most recent visit to the Gulf, uh, what I come away with this time, you know, which is really of, of great interest, that there is a desire on the part of some Gulf leaders to develop and build Jewish life in their countries. Now, there are six Gulf states, so let's put Kuwait, Oman, and Saudi Arabia on the side because right. they don't have Jewish communities. Right. Bahrain has uh, the, the indigenous historic Jewish community. Um, and it was just several weeks ago where I was appointed by the King of Bahrain and by the Royal Court as the special advisor to the King of Bahrain. And one of the mandates the king gave me was to help preserve and to grow the Jewish community of Bahrain. Bahrain has a synagogue, even though it's not functioning. Uh, the king very much would like to see Bahrain as a tourist destination, as an economic destination for Jews as well. This is all a result of the warming of relations in between the Gulf and specifically Bahrain and uh, Israel. Right. Then you have the, in the United Arab Emirates, um, just several weeks ago, there's a small Jewish congregation in Dubai uh, that became public. And as part of their 2019 Year of Tolerance, uh, they are publishing now uh, the Minister of Tolerance and Religion, Sheikh Nachyan, who I consider a dear friend. Uh, they are publishing uh, for the first time an overview of the different faith communities in the UAE, in the Emirates, and one of them will be featured is the Jewish community of Dubai. Hmm. And the sheikh, uh, you know, the uh, minister of tolerance is going to be, uh, has written the foreword and the introduction uh, to that book. So this is going to be the UAE's official recognition of the Jewish community of uh, Dubai. Wow. And then you have the Qataris, you know, they have this... Uh, uh, concern to be as welcoming and as inviting as inclusive uh, to Jewish visitors. And even I've discovered that in Doha, at the uh, Qatar Foundation, which is their large university, which is an amalgamation of top universities and schools from the U.S., like Northwestern, Michigan, Georgetown, and others, they believe there could be between 75 up to 100 Jewish students and professors, Jewish professors on campus, possibility of doing something there. So I, I think it's really fascinating, uh, you know, what we're witnessing now, the fact that we're even entertaining a discussion on Gulf leaders asking, asking me to assist them in the building of Jewish life in the Gulf. But this is a direct result and byproduct of the warming of relations between the Gulf and uh, the state of Israel today. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. All right, Mark Schneier is with us from Tel Aviv. All right, two more things, and I apologize if the first one is a little bit repetitive, but I, I'll ask it more directly. Do they have any concern 
about um, uh, being a political target now that they're officially and openly welcoming Israelis and Jews and, of course, all the other activities you just described, or it's really not a great concern of theirs? No, I, I think security is is a great concern. I don't know if, if the predominant you know, force of concern is the fact that they will have Jews and Israelis there. I think that, you know, you have this ongoing conflict, you know, within the uh, Arabian and Persian Gulf. You know, you have the the, uh, Saudi forces, you have the Iranian forces, you have now the boycott between Saudi Arabia, the Emirates, and uh, Qatar. There's a lot of jealousy towards Qatar. Why did Qatar get these games in the first Muslim nation in history? Um, and it's even ironic that of the six Gulf states today, the only one that's working publicly, openly with the state of Israel and the Israeli government it happens to be Qatar. Right. Now, you know, what's happening in Gaza, the cooperation between Israel and Qatar, is not with the blessing of the Israelis, it's at the request of the Israelis. Right. Now, a year ago, you would have said to me, well, you know, Qatar, they're the bad boys, you know, they're right. financing this group, that group. Right. And here we are one year later, and they're the only one, you know, not Bahrain, not Oman, you know, surely not the Saudis that are openly, publicly working, you know, with the uh, state of Israel and, and the Israeli government. So, you know, it's a very, very fluid situation. But what's so exciting is that, you know, the journey has begun in terms of the building of Muslim-Jewish relations, in terms of establishing relations between the Gulf and Israel. It's a very, very exciting topic. Oh, no question about it. You know, finally, and I can relate to this a drop because there there have been times that listeners have called me about traveling to certain areas of Israel, and I'm like, you know, what makes me an expert about security in those areas? Uh, but, of course, you know, when they know somebody or hear of somebody they know, who's going to those areas and makes things a little easier psychologically, you know, with that in mind, that you will probably get countless calls over the next many months from people, especially those in Israel who are contacting you now for tickets, asking, you know, is it a smart idea? Is it safe? Can I stay in a hotel there? Can I walk the streets? Can I enjoy the number of days that I'm setting aside to be at the World Cup in Qatar? I assume you're now going to be... uh, uh, the uh, the resource for people to find out if, in fact, it's a good idea for them to spend their free time there. Look, I can tell you that, um, and I'm going to say something somewhat bold and brazen to you. I, I was in Berlin four weeks ago. Right. There was a uh, big interreligious faith gather- gathering sponsored by the Republic of Azerbaijan Predominantly, uh, Muslim leaders, faith leaders were in attendance, and I was asked to give the keynote uh, address on behalf of the Jewish community. Right. I am more comfortable wearing my yarmulke in Bahrain than I am in Berlin. Wow. And I think, you know, that speaks volumes. It's now, you true. cannot see the Gulf as a monolithic region. Right. Uh, I don't know if I'd feel the same way or express that to you about Saudi Arabia uh, or about the UAE. I might feel you know differently about Bahrain and Qatar. But again, it, it's all moving in that direction. I find that in the Gulf, yes, you know there may be issues vis-a-vis Israel. But I think uh, myself and some of my colleagues have been wonderfully successful over the years in terms of educating and sensitizing Gulf leaders that you can't bifurcate 
Israel and Judaism. You can't, you know, break out Israel from Judaism. You know, Israel is at the very core of Judaism. So if you want to have an authentic conversation, dialogue between, you know, Jewish and Islamic leaders, then you need to recognize that Israel is at the very, very center of Judaism. You know, I, I remember recently saying at, at, at a major interreligious conference, I said, you're asking me to break out Israel from Judaism is like my asking you to break out halal and sharia from Islam. Right. And I used to hear 10 years ago, Rabbi, you know, our issues are with Jews, Israeli, Zionists. I no longer hear that today. It's not part of the conversation. So I find that there is a certain appreciation in the Gulf um, the certain respect and reverence for the mother religion being Judaism. As the children of Abraham, we share a common faith, we share a common fate, and how our common destiny must strengthen our bonds of concern, compassion, caring for each other. I'm not going to represent that we've arrived at the promised land of Gulf, Israel, or Muslim-Jewish relations. I want to remind you, it took 40 years for the Israelites to get to that promised land. I'm not suggesting it's going to take 40 years here. But the good news is that the journey has begun. Amazing. And having kosher food in Doha, in Qatar, is just one more benchmark along that journey. Oh, 100%. And it's a, a very, very big piece of news, that's for sure. Uh, Rabbi Schneier, I thank you. I know you're selective when it comes to where to address these issues publicly. We're honored that uh, we are on that list. I thank you so much and continue you. your uh, and continue enjoying your uh, your uh, journey there in uh, in Israel. And thanks so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Rabbi Mark Schneier, he's the rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue, founder of the Foundation for Jewish-Muslim Interfaith Understanding. And as you heard, uh, he was um, he was just there recently in Qatar and certainly had this amazing welcoming news for Jewish and Israeli fans of the 2022 World Cup. Tuesday morning broadcast, more coming up at JM in the AM. Listen to the stories We've traveled far and wide The melody accompanies me With each and every stride A word with so much meaning A promise to this land It calls on us to sing our song For the world to understand
There we go. J.M. in the A.M. Shlaimi Gertner wrapping up the hour with Music of Life. Tzion before that with Shim Kramer and company from um, their album entitled Forevermore. I want to thank Rish Schneier for joining us. Coming up, Naomi Nachman is going to be joining us. Got a big contest to talk about. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Come, 
Yeah. 
Thank 
with Ohad before that friend <laughs> Ohad and Lavado friends uh, from Mordechai Shapiro Yaakov Shweki had Aish Tuesday morning Avrami's going to take over as I mentioned uh, he'll be on between now and 9 o'clock because I'm going to be at Manhattan Day School for the Father-Son program this morning uh, with a wonderful 8th grader uh, so I'll be up at MDS I'll be on my way in just a couple of minutes and Avrami's going to take over until 9 o'clock so thank you Avrami for that much appreciated he'll be doing a live lunch coming up between 11 and 1 as well keep that in mind and uh, Naomi Nachman was scheduled to join us, uh, did not uh, make contact with us this morning, but hopefully we'll speak to her at some point this week about the big contest at kosher.com. My thanks to Rabbi Schneier. My thanks to Elliot Weiselberg with the Yeshiva League Sports Update. My thanks to you for tuning in. More coming up. Keep it here on a JM in the AM. Uh, what is today? Tuesday? Keep it here on a JM in the AM Tuesday as we continue here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, you're not a boy, 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 you're not a bo
ארץ תויבו, לא יודע לכו, השם אלוקינו, השם ימחל תולב יסיינו, ארץ חמדו תויבו רחובו. ארץ חמדו, ארץ תויבו, לא יודע לכו, השם אלוקינו, השם ימחל תולב יסיינו, ארץ חמדו תויבו רחובו.
pressures, got the better, living extra, forget the pressure, you run the weather, get on the ledger, and still hot shot, he's the center, with every sec, tick, tick, boom, big bang, mission, two, so, now to fix, uh, tune, yeah, and get the rhythm, two, send the rock, roll with the G, oh, follow by the T, so, Never left you, and you'll be feeling that. Not only that, you'll be seeking that. Not only that, you'll be real with that.
is Sandy Shmueli with Adon Olam, some, uh, bringing some joy uh, to the morning if you're just joining us. Uh, this is not Nachum Siegel with a cold. No, this is Avrami kind of closing out this morning's show. And actually, it's Avrami with a cold uh, as of yesterday, but I think I'm already on the mend. Uh, thank goodness. So I'm going to be with you here just for the next half hour. And I will be uh, taking requests over the next half hour if you'd like to post something on the app or email me, af at nachamsegal.com. Also in that set, we had Star with Adon Olam. It's uh, always nice to see how different artists and different bands or groups will kind of take the same words and tackle it or approach it from a completely different feel, a different way. And uh, so I appreciate when that happens. Hopefully you do as well. We had Ohad in there with Eretz Yisrael off of his Bishah Tovah CD and Amcha, the single that the rock and rabbi Avram Rosenblum released a few years ago, and that one's going out to the Rockin' Rabbi, who, uh, with a bunch of other um, Jewish music greats, really rocked out uh, Dr. Mark's wedding uh, the other night. They've been posting, if you're friends with uh, the Rockin' Rabbi on Facebook, I'm sure you've seen it, and it looks like it was a really awesome time. So, uh, yeah, kalakavod to him and the whole gang uh, who were out there bringing Simcha to the Hassan and Kala. Uh, what could be more special with wonderful Jewish music? And, um, yeah, just um, coming up after this program, we've got JM Rewind at 9 a.m. with uh, some excerpts from Nahum Siegel's visit with JNF at Gotta Get a Bagel on Thursday. I think about uh, four or five of the uh, interviews. And we've got Lipa Schmelzer on Album of the Week this week. And then I'm going to bring you the Tuesday Live Lunch live from Beit Shemesh here in Israel. So make sure that you stay tuned for great music, great programming all day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And this one's going out for all you a um, little bit later risers. This one's Moda Ani by Gabriel Tumbeck, one of my favorite I guess kind of recent songs, a wonderful tune. Hopefully you will enjoy it as well. Once again, in case you would like to post a request on the app or email me, either way, I would love to play a song that you would like to hear between now and 9 a.m. when the program ends. Otherwise, you can just enjoy what I'll be playing. That's cool, too. We thank you so much for tuning in and making this program part of your day. You are listening to JM and AM here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Nishama Shivina Fakta 
is unfurled In my own eyes, so like never before Did I not suffer winning the war? With a student, let's storm the world Who for us, for our flag is unfurled In my own eyes, so like never before Did I not suffer winning the war?
And that was Michal Garmerman and Yoni Eliab with the Bombastic Medley, capping off that set and basically capping off the program here on this edition of Jam the AM. Also in there, Baruch Lavin with the uh, title track off of his Pedusha CD. We had Shalshelis Jr. with Alenu, pretty close to the Alenu that was requested. It did start with a kid singing. I don't know where it went after that. Shim Kramer with Ase off of his latest CD. Rabbi Ruvi New with Storm the World. Gabriel Tumbek with Moda Ani. Moda Ani, starting all that off. It is all on the playlist, the daily playlist that Nachum puts. I continued it. So if you want to know any of the songs that were played today, please check that out. And uh, this has been Avrami sitting in for Nachum Siegel the last half hour or so, bringing you JM the AM. Stay tuned as JM Rewind is coming up next at 9 a.m. Uh, featuring interviews from Nachum's uh, JM the AM with JNF from Gotta Get a Bagel in the Five Towns. Following that, we've got Album of the Week, which is going to feature Liebe Schmelzer this week, and then the Tuesday Live Lunch coming at you live from Beit Shemesh, Israel, here through the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, just a uh, quick sign-off before we go. You have, uh, this has been America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. So we thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to stay tuned for more great NSN Tuesday programming coming your way right now. Thank you.